podcast. Today we're talking to Cynthia, who I have known for the past 13 years. She's a process engineer working in the United States. I thought interviewing her would be unique, especially for girls who want to study engineering in the United States. I'm happy that she got to share her story with us. If you have any comments or would like to feature in the podcast, please let me know. Thank you for listening. Evening from Today I'm talking to Cynthia. Cynthia is a chemical engineer who lives in the U.S. So she's going to tell us about herself, her career, and everything. So good afternoon there, Cynthia. Good afternoon, Lama. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, too. Pretty excited to, to be talking to you. Me, too. Thank you for doing this. I'm excited. Me too. Okay, so tell me about yourself. Well, uh, I am, uh, you know, Kenyan living in the U.S. I've been living here for uh, 12 years. And the reason I came to the U.S. was for college. Um, I was studying at the Florida Institute of Technology, and I got uh, my degree in chemical engineering. And after, chemical, after getting my degree, I was lucky enough to uh, get a job in the field. And I've been in the field for about seven years now. And yeah, that's, that's a, a little bit about myself. What else would you like to know? <laughs> okay, so why chemical engineering and why the U.S.? So the reason... I came to the U.S. wasn't initially to study chemical engineering, was to study astronomy, astrophysics. Mm -hmm. And um, the college I went to, the Florida Institute of Technology, has a really good space program. And it's also very close to uh, the Space Coast and the NASA offices, the Kennedy Space Center. So that was my reason for picking that college. Uh, and they also gave me a, a pretty good scholarship to, to kind of defer the costs of tuition. Mm-hmm. And um, right before I ended up flying to the U.S., I made the decision to switch to chemical engineering. And I made that switch because uh, I wasn't quite sure of the long-term, uh, you know, long term where I was going to be if I had studied astronomy, astrophysics. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to be in a field that would need me to, to study, you know, to, to go into getting a PhD. Mm-hmm. And I made the decision to go with chemical engineering because, uh, first of all, huge love for chemistry. And also because uh, with chemical engineering, when you have a bachelor's, it opens so many doors for you mm-hmm. in terms of uh, working in various industries. And uh, yeah, those were the two main reasons. My love for chemistry and the sciences in general mm-hmm. and uh how diverse chemical engineering is and the various employment options available. For example, in the food industry, beverage industry, oil and gas, um, wastewater, makeup, you know, anywhere 
possible. I think chemical engineering has, you know, has its fingers in there. Yeah. And then did you also look at it as an African that space or astrophysics wouldn't be viable? For example, if you went back to Kenya, were you looking at something that would make you employable as well? Yes. Uh, there's only a few countries that have really good, solid space programs. And I was worried that I would be limited by mm -hmm. those versus chemical engineering where I could work in the US, I could work back home. Uh, it, the, the availability of jobs did jobs and opportunities did play a very big factor in my decision. Okay, that makes sense. So how did you first get interested in science? Uh, through my father. He was, or he is, a very big, uh, kind of a nerd, uh, very interested in what is new in the sciences. And I remember when I was younger, he would uh, print uh, Wikipedia articles mm -hmm. at work and then bring them home for me to read. Just different topics that he found interesting. And mm -hmm. he'd always encourage me to read various science books and uh, you know, think out of the box for, you know, certain problems, which is, you know, one of the the qualities you have to have to be a problem solver. Yeah. Um, and he also, when I was younger, also got me my first telescope. Oh, nice. And that's what, you know, it just opened this world to me, you know, like the, the cosmos. And yeah. I think those those things sparked my curiosity into the sciences. Okay. Um, so how did you find university in the U.S.? Tell me about your first year, second year, third year, fourth year. Okay. Uh, I found university in the U.S. to be a very uh, challenging mm -hmm. experience. It was also very rewarding, but also very challenging. I was lucky enough to go to a college that had a very diverse uh, international student body. Mm -hmm. So it was nice to meet people from everywhere and learn about different cultures and make, you know, all these friends. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, some have become lifelong friends like you. We've stayed in contact, you know, for very many years. Yeah. Um, and in the school side of things, the education side of things, I found it to be uh, very challenging. Chem chemical engineering is one of the more challenging programs that they have in terms of credit hours and classes and labs and uh, oh gosh, you know, group work, mm -hmm. uh, and also just the complexity of the of the various subjects. You have to have a good understanding of math and differential equations, and you have to uh, be good at chemistry. You have to be good at um, all these different subjects that make chemical engineering chemical engineering. Mm -hmm. uh, the first year was uh, sort of a breeze in a sense that it was kind of a, a rerun of what I have, had studied in high school. Mm 
It was okay. almost like a refresher. Um, so it wasn't very hard because it was topics that I had been exposed to. And then I feel like, you know, the second, third year, we really got into the guts of chemical engineering and things started to get very complex, very fast, and uh, very many subjects required uh, a huge investment of time. Mm -hmm. And there's always a difficulty when you're trying to juggle like four complex topics and, and work and you know, different classes, uh, but just sticking to it and having a good group of friends who you, who you could get help from, those were, those were things that were very helpful in college. Um, the fourth year, second and third year were, were, you know, also quite difficult. But again, it just depends on someone's investment of their time, right? You don't yeah, invest yeah. a lot of time and it gets very difficult. But the more time you invest into these topics, the, the easier it gets. Um, and uh, the fourth year was basically just preparing for the final projects. So there was a lot of project work, a lot of group work. Um, kind of honing into into uh, into the I'm trying to remember the word you know just painting this the fourth year was about painting the the complete picture of how all these topics that you've been learning mm -hmm. how they how they come together correct yeah um, and yeah but college college was a it was a great experience Okay, any plans for master's, PhD? PhD, no. Master's, I've been toying around with the idea the certain days, I think. Yeah, I'd like to go back for a master's degree. Then there's other days when I think, oh my gosh, no way. Uh, but I think if I was to do my master's, it may not necessarily be in chemical engineering. Mm -hmm. um, it might be in... Uh, something else, you know, maybe uh, engineering management or mm -hmm. maybe uh, of a master's of business administration. And I think one of the reasons I say not chemical engineering is the beauty of having a chemical engineering degree is your work experience, in a sense, becomes your master's degree. Okay. Yeah. So, how so, working. Yeah. Yes, um, and I don't think that's true for very many degrees, but if you have the, um, you know, the chance to work in, for example, a plant environment, just that exposure that you get to the instrumentation and the project work, that to me is as valuable or, you know, even an equivalent to a master's degree. Okay. Yeah. So give me like a day in the life of Cynthia. What exactly do you do if you're able to talk about it? Uh, at my job? So I am a process and project engineer at my job. Um, I provide day-to-day -day support for basically the entire team. The company I work for is um, at our location. We only have about 
60 to 65 employees. So I get to put on a lot of hats. And that's something you don't necessarily do when working in a large company. Mm-hmm. Because then your your job becomes very streamlined and specialized. Uh, but working for a small company, I get to do a lot of things. Uh, my main role is providing support for the operators, um, troubleshooting. If they you know continue to find an issue that's causing them day-to-day problems, my job is to figure out why does this problem keep reoccurring and how do we make it stop? Um, I also do automation for the site. Mm -hmm. Our our control system is called uh, Delta V and it's an Emerson product and it's used in very many plants. So my job is to uh, get, for example, this piece of instrumentation and put it into our system Uh, define what the parameters are. For example, if it's a tank, uh, you know, are we measuring the height in inches or are we measuring the height in feet? I get to define certain parameters and um, even installing valves. Uh, Our plant, the plant that I work for was, uh, it's a very old plant and before certain operations were done manually, Mm -hmm. but now I get to you know, with the help of my team, you know, have the valve installed and then I would do the automation to tell it to open, close with a click of a button. Um, So uh, day-to-day plant support, automation. uh, Also, again, like I said, with it being a small plant, I also get to do a little IT here and there. I do uh, capital projects for the plant. Mm -hmm. So we get a budget of, uh, let's say this year, our budget was Mm $750,000. And we as a site define what do we want to improve on? Um, It could be maintenance issues, safety issues, um, uh, growth issues, um, we get to define what our issues are and put money into resolving those issues. Uh, so when we define what those issues are, those projects get assigned to me and it's my responsibility to get them started and get them completed within budget. Okay. Um, have you faced any challenges so far in your career? First of all, being a female and then also not being American, a foreigner. Right. So my biggest challenge has been finding a good mentor. Okay. Uh, I'm very thankful to say that in my current job, I have, my boss is the best mentor ever, highly intelligent, very patient, takes the time to Uh, explain things that I don't understand and also creates an environment where I'm not afraid to ask questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that to me has been the biggest challenge I've faced. In my first job, I didn't really feel like I I had a good mentor. Um, 
And it's always been something that I feel is very important for people in the engineering field. Yeah. Uh, it's good to rely on people who've faced the problems that you have had and they can kind of guide you into dealing dealing with certain problems, thinking about uh, problems uh, from a certain lens mm -hmm. because they've gone through it. Yeah. Yeah. So finding a mentor for me was my was uh, uh, my biggest challenge. Um, and as a female, thankfully, the company that I'm, I'm at, the company culture is very, very diverse. We also are an international company. Okay. So we have a lot of plants around the world in New Zealand, Argentina, China, US, um, Belgium. Mm -hmm. So I don't really feel uh, strange being a foreigner because okay. we have a very foreign base. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm, you know, I'm thankful for those little things. I know that's, that's something that not everyone um, is lucky enough to have. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that you've had to work 10 times harder though, being a woman as well? You know, it's hard for me to quantify uh, 10 times, 10 times harder, but definitely just a little bit harder mm -hmm. because I do want people to, to respect what I have to say. Yeah. And I do want people to look at me and think that and trust that I know what I'm talking about and I'm making right decisions. Mm -hmm. So whereas, you know, for uh, men that that might come naturally. Yeah. Uh, you know, other people might look at a guy in a certain position and think, oh, he knows exactly what he's saying. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like maybe I might have to do more homework so that. I, I completely understand so that when I'm talking to people, when I'm in a room full of people mm -hmm. and also a room full of men, because I'm the only uh, female engineer at our site, um, you know, when I'm having those discussions or meetings, I want to, I want to, to know that what I'm talking about is correct. Yeah. And I want to also be in a position to where if I'm questioned, I have a good answer. Yeah, you have the information to back you up. Correct. Okay, do you ever feel intimidated? Or All the time. Are you <laughs> All the time. I feel, uh, number one, um, you know, as I said, I'm the only female engineer in my company. Mm -hmm. Not in my company, at our site, yeah. uh, at our US location. And also, I'm the only black female engineer at our location. Wow. So, uh, you know, these things aren't really issues, right? They're just yeah. things that I, I think of in my head. And um, so when I'm in a room uh, which is full of men and I'm talking about certain ideas, I am intimidated. You know, I, 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 I judge myself. I wonder, you know, am I thinking of a problem correctly? Am I saying, am I, you know, speaking confidently? Yeah. Uh, am I, uh, you know, there's just so many questions. It's, it is intimidating, 
but then you also have to have a little faith in yourself, right? Mm -hmm. To think that, yes, you have the education, you have the critical thinking skills, you have access to, uh, to information, to things I don't know, right? Yeah. And I can look up these things. And even if I don't know, I could look things up and understand them. Yeah. And just, uh, just having confidence in, in my abilities is it helps in those scenarios mm -hmm. uh, but i think that's something everyone faces the intimidation yeah uh, yeah but just doing things over and over again makes me co more confident okay yeah then how do you stay motivated what keeps you going uh number one is realizing that you know my being where I am is the outcome of very many people's efforts you mm -hmm. know my parents my families people that have encouraged me along the way my friends and so just having a sense of gratitude and um, just realizing that I didn't get here by myself mm -hmm. having that sense of gratitude and it keeps me motivated in wanting to do better, not wanting to let down the people that have got me where I am and who've sacrificed things for me to be where I am. Um, so that's the first thing. Also, knowing that people depend on me yeah. is, is also another thing that keeps me motivated because... Uh, like I said, it's not about me. If I fail, then a lot of people fail. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that keeps me motivated, so I love to make lists. Mm -hmm. I love to make a checklist. You know, it could be a daily checklist, monthly checklist, and just just canceling things out, you know, get that satisfaction of getting things done and mm -hmm. marking it off. Uh, it... it, it it, I love it. It's so weird, but writing lists and getting things marked off. Um, how do I stay motivated? Uh, just talking to people. Like I said, I was lucky enough to, to have, or lucky enough to have a great mentor. Mm -hmm. And just talking to him and kind of finding out whether he's he faced the same challenges Mm -hmm. that I'm facing. Uh, sometimes you tend to think that you're the only one uh, dealing with a certain issue or having certain troubles. And when you speak to other people and they tell you, oh, no, that's that's normal. Don't worry. Or um, here's how you solve that problem. Those little things make me think that, oh, OK, this is, you know, he's gone through it. He's learned and I can do it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So why do you think um, girls are put off by math and science? Uh, so I, you know, I can speak to my experience as somebody that grew up in Kenya. Yeah. Um, sciences weren't typically. It wasn't a field that was encouraged for women, for girls anyway. You know, there's a lot of gender stereotypes uh, in Kenya and I'm sure in very many other countries. 
where women are encouraged to go towards certain jobs and men are encouraged to go to to different jobs mm-hmm. um, so that i think that i think is 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 the main factor that i have personally dealt with thankfully my you know my dad and my mom are very forward thinking so they encouraged my brother and i to study whatever we wanted mm-hmm. yeah with no limitations with no limitations right okay and why do you think it's important to have more girls in science you always see now nowadays they're always advocating for more women in science for scholarships they want more women in stem so why do you think it's important to have women in stem you know i think it's important to give women the same opportunities and the same encouragements that we give men the sciences are such a diverse uh, and almost never ending field and i think the more eyes we have on an issue mm-hmm. on you know different problems that we're trying to solve yeah more eyes we have on it the higher the chances we have of solving those problems you know i think to myself what if what if women were encouraged you know as much as men to get into stem would would cancer have been cured would we have the the you know the the cure to various diseases would we have solved uh you know maybe certain climate problem changes you know and i just think the more eyes we have on a problem the better and the faster we can solve that problem and i think you know guys have a tendency to look at things one way and mm-hmm. i think women can also bring their point of view which is you know a different angle of looking to looking at a problem that's true yeah. that's really true um are you involved in any activities which involve getting girls into stem at the moment i'm not and only the only reason is because i haven't found one that i i feel is the right right one for me mm-hmm. um you know i i have spoken to uh there's a local high school in my town and i've visited their the high school to speak to the students and also to judge a science fair so i am you know participating in some activities uh but i haven't really found you know an opportunity that i i that I, you want I, to work with yeah that i want to work with um but it's something that i'm still looking for you know it's kind of like a job where you you look for one that fits that has the right company culture yeah. you know it's also the same thing in looking for volunteer work i'm also looking for one that has the right culture that i want to be in okay so what advice would you give girls who wanted to study chemical engineering i say go for it you know there is you know one gender doesn't have more brain power than the other one mm-hmm. um go for it uh rely on you know don't be afraid to ask for help rely on people in your classes um you know we're lucky enough to be living in 
you know, the information age. If you don't yeah. understand something um, in a book, go online. There's so much information available. And, you know, I, I would just tell people to, especially girls, like believe in your inner strength because mm-hmm. you can you can do it. Yes, the sciences are more difficult than other uh, majors, but you can do it. Women have been doing it, and there's nothing that says you can't do it. So if you if you are interested in the sciences, go for it. Mm-hmm. And if Cynthia did it, so can you. And if I can do it, you <laughs> can do it too. That's right. <laughs> what advice would you give to your younger self? Ah, I would tell my younger self to not be afraid. Mm-hmm. Not be afraid to to get in and get my hands dirty. You know, I feel like there's so many uh, experiences that I missed out on because I was afraid to fail. Uh, so I kind of stood on the sidelines and let somebody else do it. Um, so don't be afraid to fail. Actually, failure is the fastest way of learning. Um, I would also tell myself to network more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, don't be afraid to talk to people. Don't be afraid of uh, using your voice in 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 various scenarios. Basically, don't be afraid. That's like the general, the general <laughs> gist of of uh, my message to my younger self. Do it all. Risk it, it all. You only live once. That's mm-hmm. right. So would you move back to Kenya? I know that everyone now says that Africa is the future. There's a lot of potential in Africa. Would you do that in the future? I, I do agree that there's a lot of potential in Africa. Uh, I I would move back to Kenya uh, without a doubt. It's, it's home. Um, I agree that that Africa in the fu- is the future. I do believe that there's certain uh, problems that we need to tackle first. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely uh, giving girls equal opportunity uh, for education, uh, tackling poverty uh, the best that we can. And I think those two things almost go hand in hand. You yeah. know, once you educate a family, then they're more better able to get themselves out of poverty. That's and true. Also, it goes the other way around. Um, I, I do think Africa is the future because there's a lot of an untapped potential mm-hmm. when, you know, when you have, a, 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 you know, let's say a group of, of people that don't get the chance to go to school, you know, think of what those people are capable if they're given the right education, the right opportunities, Mm -hmm. Um, if they're taken out of extreme poverty, you know, we'd be able to do so much. That's true. So final question, what does the future hold for Cynthia? Well, uh, I think one day, first of all, I want to just 
soak up as much as I can in the industry that I work in and um, continue doing some of the automation that I have been doing, maybe working on larger projects so that maybe one day I could work on my own business or just, you know, be my own boss. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's when I do go back to Kenya or go back <laughs> to another African country. It doesn't really have to be Kenya. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, it would be nice to be able to take these skills back home and help people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's important. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for sharing your journey and what you've learned. Oh, it was a pleasure. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Lama. All right, you take care. You too. Bye. Bye.